Well, church, we have some statements, some declarations that God has led us to that we believe God is calling us to as a church. And so in this series that we're in, we've started every message by saying this out loud. Now, I will say this. Last week was a little bit quiet. I know it was daylight savings time, okay? So I'll give that to you guys. But we want to say this with passion. We want to say this out loud. This is who God is calling us to be. You may even be new to NCC. I want to challenge you to say it out loud. This is a part of what God has given us as a church. And so if you're worshiping online, maybe no one else is in that living room with you. But would you um, say this just as passionately? Let's say this together. God has given NCC a vision to make people and places new. I, as part of the church, or I, as the church, am part of this vision for our community. I will allow scripture to shape my life as part of owning my own spiritual growth. I'll find ways to invest in the next generation and change the world around me. No matter what comes, I let joy be seen in who I am. And as part of the church... We are New Community Church, and we will see God do miracles. By 2025, we will make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. Together, we are committed to follow Jesus' example and be a disciple-making church. Can you put your hands together and celebrate? You guys, I try to turn while I'm doing that, and I lost my place, but you guys were loud this morning. Thank you for covering that. I appreciate that. So that's who we want to be, who God has called us to be as a church. So those are declarations, and we're talking about those. You know, whenever I was about four or five or six years old, my family, we lived in Oklahoma. So I don't know if anyone um, knows much about Oklahoma. We were kind of in the Tulsa area, and my parents had brought, bought some property, and the goal was to, to build a home. So that's kind of where we were at. We hadn't built a house yet, but we lived on this property in some kind of temporary um, shelter right there. And in the midst of this, like we have this property, they want to build a home. My dad gets laid off. So he's a welder by trade. And I don't know if anyone remembers early 90s but, or early 80s, but the oil industry kind of fell out in Oklahoma. So he didn't have a job. So he was always trying to do like um, kind of odds and end things um, to bring in income for our family. And so one of the things we would do, we'd walk around and collect cans. Okay, I don't know if anyone did this, but you could get old cans and recycle them and you'd get a little bit of money, okay? So my brother and I would do this. I have a picture of me and my brother um, around this age, so you can kind of get this image in your mind. You guys, aren't we so cute? Look at that, okay? I'm in the white shirt. This is like Easter time. So it was somewhere right around this age that we would do this. Like even a couple of times a week, we'd walk around. I remember one day we're walking. We're just about five or six minutes from our home, like the property that we had. And we're looking for cans. And we came up on what I'm guessing as a little kid, I thought, oh, this is kind of an abandoned oil drilling kind of area in Oklahoma. So you can see there's some, like, equipment out there, and there were some cans, so we're walking around getting that. And my brother sees this can in the middle of the clearing, and he runs out to the middle of it to get this can. And before my dad could stop him, Michael gets out there, and he bends down, and he starts to sink. It looked like dirt, but it was this oil sludge from whatever they were drilling there, 
and he starts to sink, and it starts at his ankles and then gets up to his legs, and Michael can't move. Now, he's just this little guy. He starts screaming bloody murder, right? Like, and it's not like you see in the movies where it happens like in an instance. It's a slow process, but he is stuck. And so there's nothing around there like that we can see to throw out to Michael or to get to Michael. And so my dad turns to me. I'm just this little guy. And he says, run back to the house and get some rope. So my heart is pounding outside of my chest, right? I'm running back like I don't even know why he sent me on my own, but he did. He's like, go get some rope. So I run back to the house. Mom's outside. I can barely talk to her. Michael, Michael, Michael's in trouble. And so like, I finally convey what it is. She finds some rope. We run back. I mean, it was just like maybe five minutes. So running back, we get to Michael. He's up to his chest. Okay. So I'm like so scared, like I'm thinking, my brother's about to die. Like this is not going to end well. But thankfully, my dad was calm. He got the rope, kind of made a lasso thing. I don't know if he ever lived in Texas, but he would have done Texas proud. Threw it out there, like lassoed my brother and started pulling him in, okay? So Michael was okay, and to top it all off, he got the can, you guys, okay? He got that can that was out there, right? But it was so panicked, like I was so panicked, it was so scared. Because he was literally stuck, and he couldn't do anything. He's this little guy. He can't do anything to get out of this. He's like stuck right there um, in this situation. And I want to talk to us about that this morning, that if we're not careful, we can get stuck as the church. But we are called to move forward. What God has spoken over us, what God is challenging us as a church is that we move forward. We're in this series called Who We Are. And we're looking at some statements and some declarations and what God has spoken over us as a church, who God has called us to be. And I want to remind you, when we talk about these statements, we are not talking about, oh, that's what the church out there does. Or that's what Pastor Aaron's really passionate about. Or, yeah, that's what the leaders are doing. No, this is who we are as the church. And so that means if you're a part of NCC, or maybe if it's your first Sunday, but you're like, I'm looking for a church home, like I want to connect somewhere, this is who God is calling us to be as the church, that each of us own this. So we've talked about this. We own our spiritual growth. Pastor Sarah did an amazing job. Can we give her another hand? Like an amazing job last week of we're a community. We do this together. And that means each of us are responsible for those connections and those relationships with others that we come to church with. Like we're all doing this together because we are the church. And this morning we're talking about this. We move forward. So you may see that. Maybe you've been here in the building and you walk past those declarations. They're right there on the wall in the lobby. Or maybe you've walked past them so many times you don't even really notice them anymore. But we move forward and you're like, what what exactly does that mean? What this means is we as a church are on mission with Jesus. That we are an active part of what he's calling us to do. And that means we're not just spectators, but we are participants in making people and places new. When you and I wake up on Monday morning and Wednesday and throughout the week, we're looking for that. God, we're a part of your church. We're making people and places new. When we talk about this vision by 2000 or this five-year goal by 2025, we'll make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. You and I are a part of that. It's not, I hope Pastor Aaron gets that done. I hope the church is able to do that. No, it's each of us realizing that's what God has called us to do. We move forward as a church. 
So that means you and I, we use our gifts, our energy, our resources, our finances, our time, our talent. We use what God has given us to say, Lord, I am actively participating in the mission and the vision that you've called our church to do because we want to be a church that is moving forward in all that God has called us to. That's what this looks like. And so I'm challenging us this morning, and I'm challenging all of us this morning that we would step up and be a church that moves forward. And this is why right here, things that are stagnant decay, but movement promotes life. Things that are stagnant, they begin to decay, but movement promotes life. You may not think about this, but a church can begin to decay if we're not moving forward, if we're not doing what God has called us to do. We can just get stuck kind of where we're at. I have a great illustration of this. Some of you guys know that, um, like I've had some health stuff recently, so the doctor told me, hey, you need to be drinking more water. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I have two water bottles. I've got this black one, and then I have kind of a white frosted one. Um, This week, at some point earlier in the week, or maybe last weekend, I filled this up, and then I forgot where I put it, okay? So I grabbed my white water bottle, went out of the house, like I was filling it up, drank out of it for a couple days, and then I was like, I need to wash it, so I put it on the kitchen counter. And then I found this. I think it was back in my closet or something. So I'm running to work one morning, and I just grabbed this, and I'm like, okay, and I start drinking it. So I drink a couple of these a day, so trying to finish it in the morning, and I get down to about, you know, right here, and I'm like, this tastes kind of weird. And I open it up, and I won't show you this morning, but I showed the staff this week, there's like a sludge on the bottom of it, and there are black spots, and I thought I was going to get sick, you guys, and I did something you should never do. I Googled, what happens if you drink mold? You don't want to do that, okay? Because I'm panicked the rest of the day. But thankfully, I was fine. But, like, it was gross, and there's still black spots in this. i got to get some kind of cleaner. I've not been drinking out of it. But i got to get something to clean it. But that's what happens when water just kind of sits still. Like, I don't know if you've ever been out to a pond or a lake that's not moving. Like, the algae gets on it. It gets moldy. It gets gross. Because stagnant things decay. And I want to challenge you this morning that if you and I come into this place and we're just sitting here, we're not moving, we're not an active part, we're kind of spectators on the sideline watching what God is doing, our spiritual life will begin to decay. But you guys, if we will be active, if we will be alive, if we will be on mission with Jesus, it will promote life here in our church. We believe that. That's what God is calling us to. So we are a church. We move forward in all that God has called us to. Now, sometimes we think this, well, it's the church. Isn't it just going to naturally grow? Like, isn't that what churches do? They help people. They're reaching out into the community. But that's not the story of every church. Matter of fact, for the past decade, churches in America, 3,700 churches shut down every year. Now, just stop and think about that. 3,700 churches shut down every single year. These are, these are churches that at one time were growing, built a building because they wanted to reach more people, were excited about what God had called them to do, and at some point they thought, this feels pretty comfortable. We kind of like our music just the way it is right now. Why change it? Hey, this feels good. I, I kind of know the people that are here. Why add more people? Why keep reaching out? At some point, they got stuck. They stopped moving. 
They stopped doing what God called them to do, and eventually they found themselves in a place where their doors were closed. No more people were coming. 3,700 every year, and that number in the pandemic just grew. It was more than the yearly average. And you guys, we are, you know, as a whole in America, new churches are starting, but we're upside down on this statistic. We're not starting as many as we're losing. We have to be a church that is alive and that is moving forward. You know, talk about the church not moving forward. And we are the church. Each of us as people are the church. We're who God has called us to do this. We can get stuck. And over during, you know, the past few years of COVID and the pandemic, most churches lost between 40 and 60% of their congregation. And they just didn't come back. They just went AWOL. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not talking for those of us that had to transition to like an online community because of health reasons or other things, um, because you're still an active part of the church. And, And for those of us in person, can we just give it up for those who faithfully come every week and you worship and you're a part and you want to serve and you want to give and you're a part of this church community. So I'm not talking about those of us that had to transition worshiping online. I'm talking about those of us that just stopped showing up. And we just said, hey, we're kind of done with this because at some point we thought we're comfortable. We don't need to keep growing. This is okay. And our lives begin to decay. That's what happens when we're not moving forward in all that God has called us to do. What about this? That if you were to talk to 100 people, so usually in this service, you know, and with kids and um, team members and everything, there's over 100 people. If you were to talk to everyone in here Only about 20% of us are doing 80% of the work of the church. That's what statistics would tell us. You have 100 conversations, only 20 people are actually moving forward. Saying, I'm on mission with Jesus. There is a growing tendency in the church to think this is being part of the church. This is what it looks like to be part of the church, is I sit here. And I say amen a couple of times. And then I may not be back next week because I got a fishing plan or I'm out on the lake or I'm doing something else, but I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And I am a committed part of the church. You guys, that is not moving forward. That's not what God has called us to be. If we get stuck and stagnant, we will decay. God has called us to be an active part, to use what he's given us, right, to move the church forward. This is what this should look like. And so we at NCC, we will be a church that is moving forward, that is on mission with Jesus, that is doing what he has called us to do, of making people and places new. Like we see this over and over again in the scripture, that we should all be a part of this. And so if you have your Bibles, turn this morning to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And we see this, this is just as the church is starting. So this is right at the very beginning. And look what's already going on. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. These are brand new Christians, brand new followers of Jesus. They begin to break bread and to pray. They're meeting in each other's homes. Everyone is filled with awe at the wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. Look at this. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need to practice generosity. Every day they're meeting together in the temple courts. They broke bread in each other's homes, ate together with sincere and glad hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Like right at the beginning, 
you see movement. The church is moving forward. The church has always been meant to move forward. Like right at the very beginning, we see God moving and working in the early church, and some things are happening. People are connecting in relationships, right? We live life together. They're talking about the apostles' teaching. They're owning their spiritual growth, right? They're giving. They're making a difference. They're serving those in need. They're moving forward as the church, and people are being added. Like an impact is happening because that was God's desire is the church would move forward. That the church would, once we come into a relationship with Jesus, that we wouldn't just get comfortable of like, well, I'm not going to hell now, so I guess I'm okay but that we would begin to look at those around us who may be broken and who may be hurting and saying, God, I can do something. I want to be on mission with you, Jesus. I want to help the church move forward, Lord. I want to be a part of what you are doing. The church has always been meant to move forward. Like we see this in Scripture, and this is the picture that we should have at NCC. Now, we're not doing everything that they did. Like, we're not meeting together every day, okay? Um, That's not part of our routine. But we are gathering together. And we're connecting in relationships with each other. And we're trying to practice generosity that God would use what we're giving, right, to make an impact in the city around us. That's what God has called us to do. We want to be a church that is moving forward. Now, movement means going. Movement means going. As you read in the book of Acts, the early church had the same problem that we can have. They started to get a little stuck. And so they're in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem's going good, and everyone kind of knows each other. They all speak the same language. They're all kind of alike each other. And God said, no, I didn't just call you to Jerusalem. I called you to go other places. So God uses circumstances that are even outside of the church's control, and he begins to push them into Judea and Samaria. Those were kind of like the surrounding areas. And then also Jesus said to the ends of the earth. So he begins to push the church out, and you end up with the disciples in North Africa, in Southern Europe, like in Asia Minor, like over, you know, they start traveling every direction to say, hey, we don't want to get stuck in Jerusalem. God has to kind of give them a nudge of, hey, don't get stuck, and they begin to move to other areas to share this. We see this in Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Syene, man, these names are difficult. Okay, Manian and those who um, who was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, they're worshiping the Lord. They're fasting. The Holy Spirit said, "Set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them." So they fasted and prayed. They put their hands on them and sent them off. And these two individuals, being sent by the church, went to all of these cities around like what's in modern-day Greece and and in Turkey, all of this area, and they began to just spend a year, two years, building up the church, raising up leaders, helping the church, helping others connect with Christ, those that were disconnected from God, bringing them into a relationship. They were going. It's easy to get comfortable and to say, hey, this kind of looks good, right? But movement means going, like, Hey, we kind of know what's happening right here at NCC in Mesquite. Like this all, but God's called us to move forward. And you guys, I am so excited because this morning I want to share with you part of this movement that God has called us to. We've been talking about this for a few years, but we've said by 2025 we will make a thousand disciples across three NCC campuses, okay? And now this morning I am excited because we're going to share with you where God is calling us next in one of the other campuses. Let's watch this together this morning.
You guys, I am so excited for what God's doing and what God's calling us to. We are going to be a church where we're not stuck, but we're going to keep moving forward. And I am so excited for what God's going to continue to do here in Mesquite. We're seeing lives changed and people impacted. And, and in Forney, what God's going to do as we begin to reach that community and really make an impact and all that God's going to allow us to do just like he's done here in Mesquite. And so I'm believing that he's calling us to be a church that's moving forward. And I just want to quickly challenge us what this is going to look like. Movement means using your, our generosity to grow others. Movement means using our generosity to grow others. We see this in Acts 4.32. All the believers were in one heart and one mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything that they had. With great powers, the apostles continued to testify about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was powerfully working in them all. What God was doing was sparked out of the generosity of the church saying, hey, we're willing to give, we're willing to invest in the vision and do what God has called us to do. And so I want to challenge you as we are a church that is moving forward, it means that we're going to have to financially invest in what God is calling us to do. Okay. That's each and every one of us. God is not going to write a check from the bank of heaven and say, here you go, NCC. Okay. I got you covered. That's not the way he works. How God is going to provide is through each and every one of us. God's going to use us to be generous, to invest in the vision that God has given us. Like, this is difficult in our lives to trust God and say, okay, God, I can give above and beyond, Lord. I want to be a part of what you're doing, but it's what each of us are called to do. In the book of Acts, we see that the movement of God was sparked by the generosity of people saying, Lord, I'm going to invest in that, okay? And this is what we want to do as a church. And so, I just thought, man, I want to get really open and honest. Like, it takes sacrifice on our part. Some of you guys kind of know, um, or you may have heard us recently talking, um, we're in the process of selling our house, and we're moving um, into a rental right here on Beltline. And so as we're walking through the process of this sale, like we found out, we're going to make a little bit of money from what we sold, you know, to to what we're getting for the sale of our house, we're going to have a little bit of money. And so Sarah and I, you know, start to sit down and we're looking at things of like, you know, we got to pay off that house. We're wanting to set a little bit aside for a, a mortgage. We have a little bit of debt we have to pay. Some of you guys know Mike is getting married in July. Um, our daughter's probably not too far behind, you know, in the next little bit. She may be getting married. Um, Gabe needs a car. And then all of a sudden, like, Holy Spirit speaks, hey, don't neglect generosity, and can I be honest, when I'm looking at all of those things, I'm like, it, it can be difficult in moments, but all of a sudden, like, I'm reminded, God, I can't outgive you. Like, I just can't. You've been so faithful, Lord, and you're going to keep providing. And God, so I see all of this, but I know I don't want to miss out on generosity. And I'm sharing this not so you can say, man, Pastor Aaron's so generous. It's what I want each of us to do, to look at what we have and say, God, as you bless, as you give to us, Lord, of course, the first thing we're going to do is practice generosity. God, we're going to give back to you because we are going to be a church that moves forward. It's who we are. We get to partner with God this is amazing. We get to partner with God and say, I get to be a part of what you're doing in changing lives and impacting others. Movement means using our generosity to grow others. Movement means using our gifts to grow others. 
that we're serving others. We see this in the book of Acts. Um, you don't have to turn there, but you can go back later and read this. That something began to happen in the church, and they started raising up other leaders. So they weren't just looking at the disciples that had walked with Jesus, but they're looking at other people in the church that are full of the Spirit, and they're saying, we need you to step up and serve. And we need you to meet the needs of some of the people in our church and, and minister. So in Acts chapter 7, we see that the, there are people full of the Spirit that begin to operate in their gifts and in their callings. It wasn't just preaching the Word of God, but in ministering in food, in hospitality, and other things to serve those in need. And that's what it means. Movement means we're all using our gifts and the things that God has placed in our life to serve others. Here's what that means is in the fall, as we launch this second campus, there are going to be about you know 50 to 70 people from NCC that we're praying that God's going to help raise up and commit to that campus. But here's what's going to happen. As we begin to send them off, those are some of our key leaders here that have served in positions, that have been a part. And that means we need some of you to begin to step up into leadership roles. We need some of you guys God has already gifted you. You have the talents. You're more than able, but maybe you haven't taken that step yet. And God's going to challenge some of you guys. You need to start serving on a team. You need to start using your gifts to grow others, right? He's been pouring into you for years, and now it's your chance to begin to pour into others. And then there are going to be others of you. You're like, Aaron, I faithfully serve on a team. Yes, you do. It's time to step into some leadership roles. Some of you, you've gotten kind of comfortable, like, hey, I'm here, I know the kind of role, I feel this position, but God's going to use you because you have some leadership gifts to help others begin to serve and to build teams and to help minister to people so that when new people come into these doors right here at NCC Mesquite, as new people are coming into the doors at NCC Forney, God is going to use us to love them, to make a welcoming place where they can belong, where they can grow spiritually. It's not just about us, church, and what we can get from God. It's time to start giving back to God. And we are going to be a church that moves forward. We're going to use what God has placed in our life and say, Lord, I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to be active and on mission with you, Jesus, in reaching other people. This is the kind of church that God has called us to be. This is what God has called us to do. And so I want to encourage you with this this morning. And here's our action item. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to begin to pray in May, we're going to talk about this more specifically and begin to look at how God's calling us to step up. But for the next couple of months, we're praying and saying, God, help us to do this. Over these next few weeks, we're going to do this, that we're going to pray for this community and for the next community for Forney. We're going to pray that God would continue to do stuff here in Mesquite with the partnerships that we have and that he would begin to prepare people's hearts in Forney. We're going to pray about how we can give and serve. And I'm believing this over the next four weeks, God's going to speak to us. You've never given, but you're going to step out in generosity. Some of you guys have faithfully supported the church, but for the next year, you're saying, I could do a little bit extra. I could do a little bit more. I want to be part of what God is doing. I want to get in on this, Jesus. So we're going to pray about that. God, how can I give? How can I serve? And then we're going to start moving forward as a church. We're going to be actively on mission with what Jesus is doing of reaching this community, of reaching the community in Forney, being a part of what God has called us to do. I want to pray this morning. If you would take a moment and bow your head and close your eyes. And there may be those of you in this room, and as you're reflecting on this, you would say, 
Aaron, all of that sounds really exciting, like NCC's doing a lot, but I don't feel like I'm moving forward in my own life. Maybe you're stuck spiritually. Maybe you've gotten in a rut with God and you're not growing. And so we're talking about using our gifts and what God's given us, our resources to minister to others, but maybe you're not even connected with Christ. And this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. It's very simple. I'm going to lead us in this prayer. And this prayer simply does this. It acknowledges, God, we've all sinned and messed up. I've messed up. I've tried to do things my own way, and that's not okay. And then it's saying, God, I need you to forgive me. I can't fix myself on my own. I can't make this right by myself. I need you to save me. And then it's just inviting him in. God, I want a relationship with you. I want to be close to you. I want to start growing. Lord, I want to do what Pastor Aaron's talking about. I want to be on mission with you, Jesus. And so I'm going to pray that prayer, and I want everyone to say it. You may be praying it for the first time, but I want you to say this out loud, even if you're by yourself, because we don't want anyone praying this alone. Let's say this together out loud. Jesus, I come to you, and I know I've messed up. I know that I've sinned. I can't fix myself. So forgive me. Give me a brand new start. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Savior of my life. I want a relationship with you. I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, church, can you just put your hands together and celebrate for anyone that prayed that prayer? Maybe you're by yourself, but you prayed that. I want to encourage you. That means something. The Bible says that all of heaven is rejoicing and celebrating, and we are so excited for that prayer that you prayed. And we don't want you to do this alone. So if you're disconnected from God, but this morning you said, God, I want that relationship with you. We want to walk with you. And there's a simple way that you can do that. If you go to newcommunity.co slash newlife, Um, One of our team members is going to reach out to you, and we just want to encourage you. It can be difficult to start this on your own, and so we don't want you doing this by yourself. We want to walk with you, and we want to champion you and help you as you begin to walk in a relationship with Jesus. So do that this morning. If you prayed that prayer, if you meant it, you're disconnected, but you're connecting to God, go to that link. Let us know. We want to encourage you this week as you start that relationship with Jesus.